Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew, I'm a writer working in TV development, and I am a handy faithful. Look, screw it, I'm going to keep saying that. I said at the end of the last season, I would stop, but I enjoy doing a bad Australian accent and calling things a handy, so I'm going to keep going. The Trader features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award winning hit TV competition series The Traitors, as well as interviews with contestants from the shows. This is the beginning of season four of the podcast, dedicated to The Traitors Australia season two. The first two episodes of the show have already aired on the 13th and 14th of August, and in a slight change to Channel 10's original plans, which would have seen three episodes broadcast per week, the third episode will now be broadcast on Sunday the 20th of August. So it seems like they're going for two episodes a week instead. Which, to be honest, is quite nice for me, because it lets me catch up and keep up with the podcast. So this edition of the pod is all about the first episode of the new season of The Traitors Australia, and I'm really excited because I have various co-hosts lined up around the metaphorical block in my mind for the whole season ahead. We're about to meet the first one very soon, but first, let's have a little roundup of what's happening in Traitors World and TT News. Firstly, The Traitors Australia is not the only Traitors franchise you could be devouring right now. 
The Traitors New Zealand, which is the 14th global edition, is in full swing. It began on August the 4th, and the three networks seem to be sticking to two episodes a week. So, at the time of recording, there have been four episodes, with the fifth due on Tuesday the 15th of August. And, as previously reported, The Traitors Canada is on its way. With a new Instagram page, at The Traitors Canada, has just posted a very creepy teaser reel of a traitor lurking in the eerie grounds of a castle. It's giving grainy Blair Witch found footage, and the page states that the season will begin in the fall. The Edinburgh TV Festival takes place from the 22nd to the 25th of August, and on the 22nd there will be a Traitors Masterclass. The description in the festival programme tells us that the panel will deconstruct the innovation and risk-taking that established the now-iconic brand internationally while remaining faithful to the original format. This will be an inspirational masterclass in bringing gutsy thinking and calculated risk-taking to the round table. You'd be 100% traitor to miss it. Nick Smith from All3 Media says... I'll be joined by those who created, produced, commissioned and competed in the fastest moving format of the year. Although I live not far from Edinburgh, I am devastated to announce I will not be attending since a pass for the festival is a measly £1,099. Unless someone wants to crowdfund that for me and send me on that magical trip, I'll have to try my best to catch any updates on the grapevine. Finally for now, more UK Traitors news. The shortlist nominations have been revealed for the National Television Awards and the Traitors has made it into two categories. Best Reality Show and Best Host for Claudia Winkleman. You can vote really easily and for free online at nationaltvawards.com and that closes on the day of the ceremony, oddly, and that's the 5th of September. Additionally, if you can make it to London's O2 Arena, you can even attend the event. Tickets are available on the NTA website and they range from £21 all the way up to £350 for a premium star treatment package. That's another thing that I'd like someone to please crowdfund for me. Thank you. And now it's time to meet my first co-host of the season to help me discuss episode one of The Traitors Australia season two. Let's meet them. My special guest co-host is Lindsay. Woo! Lindsay's back. <laughs> Wasn't even finished introducing you yet. Uh, Lindsay is back for more. She's been on the podcast so many times now that actually neither of us can remember if it's the fourth or the fifth or the sixth time. I think, I think this is the sixth. I think it's the fifth, but I can't remember. Anyway, okay. Lindsay is back by popular demand. And by popular demand, I mean I begged Lindsay to come <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay is a TV and film buff and posts pictures of her cute dogs on social media. And most importantly, Lindsay is my bestie. We met literally decades ago working yep. for a cinema company. And look at us now. Lindsay, how you going? <laughs> how you going? I'm good. How are you? I, I'm fab. I'm actually so excited to like uh, talk about the new series of The Traitors Australia. Even Sorry. though it's like... 
very time-consuming, and like uh, sometimes I'm like, oh god, it's such hard work. When I sat down to watch that first episode, uh, I watched it last night. I was like, oh, this is actually so exciting! Like I've yeah. never seen this before. I'm so used to watching the same episodes over and over again, and have been doing for six months. That now to be watching something totally new that I haven't seen is really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm now, just annoyed I can't binge it. Yes. I have well, to wait for the episodes to come out. Yeah. You like to binge. I actually quite like the wait. I, I don't mind having to just wait in between. I don't want spoilers on social media, though, so that's the thing that yeah. I to avoid. <laughs> was that your um, that was, horse um, in the background? That was my Doberman who would like to go outside and it's raining. So when I open the back door, she's going to see the rain. She's going to be like, mm, no. Nah. So. Okay. Sometimes. Now, I'm going to ask you a question that's a, a spoiler alert for anyone listening. I, I'm going to ask Lindsay something about how season one ended. So if you haven't watched season one of The Traitors Australia, just skip forward like 30 seconds, okay? Lindsay, season one, since we spoke in the podcast, you now have seen it all, you know who won. What did you think of the winner, Alex? Uh, I liked Alex. I think she deserved to win. But what I didn't like was we didn't get to know her. Until towards the end, yeah, which was true. a bit frustrating because it felt like it was not a main character of a show. Yeah, kind of stole the show, if you know. Okay, what I mean. so yeah, sure. Uh, although I also kind of like that because it meant that it was not predictable. So I quite like yeah. that suddenly she was like quite important, and I thought, oh, who's she? Surely she's not going to win. I don't know that much about her. Mm. But then she did. I was rooting for Nigel, though. Oh, Nigel. Nigel right from the start. Yeah, yeah. Nigel was great. Mm-hmm. So what are you most looking forward to from season two of The Traitors Australia? There is a lot of um, quirky, wonderful characters in this season. Mm-hmm. I think I already have two favourites, potentially three. <laughs> so we're going to see how that goes. But... This episode was a wee bit longer than an hour. Yeah. Watched it, didn't even feel like an hour. Yeah. So it's quite juicy. Is there anything that you like, don't want uh, just in general as the season goes on? That like Anything that happened in other versions that you don't like and you sort of don't want them to do this time? Well, there is something, right? <laughs> so <laughs> they're not introducing everybody at the start again, right? Mm-hmm. And halfway through the episode, I'm like, who the hell is that? Like, she's a dog. Like, who is that? So I'm sitting there, like, and then they're in that, like, the the room where they have to vote each other. And I'm like, who's she? Like, or Nate, like, it was, it was subtitles. It was like, Gloria. And I was like, who the hell is Gloria? I was like, oh, it's that chick there that's had literally like 10 seconds of screen time. And then yeah. at the very end, <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to tell you who it was until the, the end of this episode, until the episode, okay, but okay. when I mean, that, well, I'm not going to say the name, I'm just going to say the person, right? Because I okay. literally was like, ah. So it was the last frame of this person, and I thought, who the hell is that? I've not seen them through this whole episode. <laughs> I mean, sure, there are 20 contestants, so I guess it's like, that's a lot to cram in. So before we dive into episode one, which you've obviously got so much to tell me about, oh Lord. we have to play our game, which will continue this season, your favourite game, The Trader Traitor. 
So if you haven't listened to the podcast before and you're just joining us, welcome. We, as well as discussed in the episode, we my, I always play a game with my co-host. Uh, here's how the game works. <laughs> Lindsay, our goal... Alive. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> yeah, sometimes Lindsay forgets to play the game, but it's okay, I've done that too. Our goal throughout the episode from this point on is for us to tell one lie to one another. The lie has to be a complete fabrication, something made up, some fact that is not true, big or small. It could be about the traitors, could be about ourselves, could be about anything. For example, Lindsay could tell me that Roger was paid $5 million to return for season two of The Traitors Australia, which I don't think is true. However, your lie can't be a fake opinion, like saying you think or feel that Roger is worth far more than $5 million. At the end of the episode, we then have to put our traitor hunting skills to the test and decide what we thought the other person's lie was. Lindsay, are we on board? Um, Sure. Okay. Let's just just see what happens. Okay. That's not filling me with confidence. Let's just see what happens. I was hoping for... I don't like Yes, Matthew, I get it. I'm so excited to play the game. So excited to play the game. I totally get what's going on. Yes, that's how we like it. Won't get carried away, I promise. Okay, I think we're ready to talk about episode one. Are you ready? Yep. Let's go! So, we start, well, first of all, actually, before we even start, this is the 60th episode of the podcast, believe it or not. Uh, So, as well as being the start of a new season, I've somehow created 60 episodes of this. So, that's exciting. Okay. Do you feel yeah. special that you're here for the 60th episode? Well, I'm sitting there thinking, that's a total lie. He's telling me a lie right now. No, well, the, it sounds unbelievable, but as well as all the... Because I've done UK, US... Oh, I suppose, yeah. Australia, and then I've had interviews with people uh, and little extra episodes. So, yeah. Good. Well done. Thank you. So, at the beginning... <laughs> at the beginning of the episode we, we can hear Roger, it's nice to hear Roger's voice again mm-hmm. and it's the same music from before so like it feels quite nostalgic to me I know that sounds silly because it was only on nine months ago but um, I'm like oh, I'm, I'm taken back to the past when I first watched this show all, that, all those months ago um, Roger mentions that we'll be familiar with some of the contestants this time and we see the so-called king of the jungle. That's this guy called Luke Toki, who's oh, a sort of survivor him. legend from mm-hmm. Australia. We've got um, an actor, Guyton Grantley. He was in a show called Underbelly with uh, Roger Corser, among lots of other things. And then we've got the uh, the normies, the non-celebrities, mm-hmm. filling up the rest of the cast. Uh, I, <laughs> I looked up the cast list on the Channel 10 website. I wanted to see everybody's name and their pictures. It's only got the first name, which is a little bit annoying. Um, And it's got their occupation. Like, why are they famous or what do they do? And it kept saying Vic beside them all, V-I-C. And Mm -hmm. I was like, who's who's Vic? Who is this Vic? And it took me a while to realise that meant that they're from Victoria in Australia and I just don't understand states in Australia. So I felt a bit silly. But now I get it. Victoria's like absolutely massive. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're from all over. It wasn't just Victoria, but I noticed some of those. 
Roger's voiceover then sets up the game. He tells us how it's going to work. I, and I kind of got the impression that they, they're almost acting like season one never really happened. So they're yeah. acting as if the audience have never heard of this show before. And there probably will be viewers who watch this who never watched the first one, but they're just tuning in to see the reality stars. Um, but it's it's the same host, it's the same location, but season one didn't really make big waves in Australia, so it's it's almost like they're rebooting the show Ooh, to start all okay. over again in a weird way. Do you think that's maybe why they got the the, the celebrities in? Yeah, I definitely think they they want they think that'll get more more viewers. Yeah. yeah. So we see some glimpses of, as Roger calls them, mind blowing missions. Mm-hmm. Probably a slight exaggeration. Uh, we see a little glimpse of a future mission that's sort of borrowed from the UK and US one, where, where it's the set in a church and there's mm-hmm. people wearing gold masks. So that's interesting that they're like borrowing missions from other versions. And we get like a montage of outrageous banishment room clips that people are shouting at each other and accusing each other and defending themselves. It's very exciting. I can't wait. So uh, we start to see the arrivals. Um, <laughs> I noticed like, why why are some of them just meeting on a bench in a street? Like, there's yeah. different... <laughs> I, do you know, see, I was watching it. I was like, how the hell do they know they're all going on the traitors? Are they just going, oh, there's two random people with a case. They might be going the same way we're going. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's it's, it's like, bizarre. It's quite it's like not that dramatic. Like that they're just sort of sitting on a bench. Some of them, and they're like, "Oh, hi, 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 hi." By the way, did you notice that one of the first guys to introduce himself is called Paul? I was like, oh, "It's Paul. Paul's back from season one. Uh, they forgot to edit him in the first time. They brought him back from, but it's a different Paul. It's an Australian called Paul." Um, but they, they, it's also quite like the UK traitors because they have them at a train station. So I feel like they're trying to kind of recreate a murder mystery film, like something like Glass Onion, where it's like different characters all arriving to one location, or like an Agatha Christie mystery. Uh, we're introduced to someone called Hannah Ferrier. Hannah, uh, have you ever watched Below Deck? No. Me neither. So <laughs> I know nothing about her. Uh, but it's funny because Kate Chastain on the US version, who's a big character, she was on, yeah, she on was a version of Below Deck. So we've got an Australian Below Deck woman called Hannah. Uh, she says that she's a good liar because she always she has to sort of you know deal with people in her job and she's got yeah. to put on a nice smiley face. So she thinks that'll serve her well in the game. Um, and then and as I was watching, I thought, well, you only really need to be a good liar if you're a traitor, not really if you're a faithful. But then I thought, no, you do have to lie as a faithful as well. Yeah. Because you need to bluff you need to, sometimes. Yeah, if you, you need you, to put you, other people in the firing line. So yeah. If, yeah. You might need to save yourself by just throwing blame on someone else, even if you don't really mean it. Mm. Or you might want to not really tell everyone who you're going to vote for or you don't want to call out the traitors because then you yeah. become a target so i guess even as a faithful you have to lie in this game probably well, still also if you're if you're quiet like from other past seasons at the start if you're a quiet character you get picked off because you're not making a name for yourself yes and it's always the ones that are really loud and kind of flamboyant that oh my god they're a traitor because they're really loud they're opinionated mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so it's either way it's yeah like a seesaw. <laughs> uh, we get introduced to Annabelle, 
Um, Love Annabelle. You, <laughs> this, you sent me a message when you were watching it, just saying "Love Annabelle." Yeah. Um, so she is giving me very much like Elle Woods from Legally Blonde. Yep. I think that's her vibe. I think she'd be okay with that. Uh, she says, "This is a very exciting moment, by the way, because she says, I've listened. No, wait. I, hold on. I have to do it in an Australian accent. <laughs> I've listened to every single podcast that even briefly mentions the Triders. So." Basically, I think we can say that I'm on the show. I think we can say I'm on the show. Do you agree with me? Sorry, I'm just imagining like your little <laughs> tiny body with this huge, <laughs> massive head that won't get out your door. <laughs> I'm a Traitor's podcast, and oh, Annabelle no. said that she's listened to them all, so she was basically talking about me. I, I loved her the, the minute she came out, even before she even said anything like that. I was like, right, she's, she's cool. She's cool. <laughs> I like her. Uh, she also loses her shit when she sees Luke so she's obviously yeah. a big Survivor fan yeah. and then we get Luke's story we find out he's been on Survivor twice he's, Love him he's as well. really successful uh, why do you like Luke? I just think he's going to be really good entertainment Like I yeah. like the fact that um, he's already got a strategy he's already thinking of he's in survival mode as he says Yes, and I like how he uses the he uses the shark analysis to like <laughs> shark, and he watches everybody. So I think he's going to be quite interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, he seems quite extrovert and quite mm-hmm. gregarious, and he's obviously used to being on TV. And like at this point, I sort of thought we're kind he's of all, we, oh, I wasn't thinking oh, okay. that, <laughs> but you do you. Um, and what I was thinking was because I'm not um, superficial like you, Lindsay. Uh, I only say those things about Roger. Uh, I was thinking, we're kind of already faced with the question, will the players this season play the game differently because they've now seen, potentially seen the first version of the Traitors and other versions. Like Mm. season one, the season one cast had no idea what the Traitors really was. There had been uh, like Dutch versions, but most of them probably hadn't watched that. So they didn't know what they were going into. But now all these people, they've they've probably seen the show. They might have yeah. seen the UK one. So they kind of know what to expect. So they're, I think they're going to be able to play the game differently. I think once you're kind of put in that position, though, like you've got adrenaline going, you're in a new mm-hmm. environment, there's loads of new faces, there's loads of people to meet. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's going to be in the forefront of somebody's mind, at least for the first couple of episodes. Okay. Until they get com- like comfortable, then they might think, "Oh, right, okay." But I know if I was in there and asked, there was twenty new faces, I would be like a shark watching everybody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and trying to figure out stuff. Okay. Are you just disagreeing with me to like create tension and conflict? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Uh, we cut then to we cut from this really hyper scene with Luke and Annabelle to to like this car where like they're all sitting in silence. Yeah, it's it really was, like, strange. The fun car and the like really boring car. Yeah, and and Sarah suddenly goes and after this bloody silence, I'm Sarah, and I was like, why why were you all sitting in silence? Like, why had you yeah. not? introduced yourself like, did, did production say to them get in the car and sit quietly just wait <laughs> like why would they do that imagine getting in a car with three strangers and no one says hi yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really weird um and speaking of sarah she introduces herself she's a psychotherapist 
Um, so she thinks that she'll be good at getting the truth out of people and that people will come to her and open up to her. So that might be quite useful. Um, I quite like her style. I like her glasses. Now I'm being superficial. Oh, okay. God. I'm sorry. I don't know how I feel about her yet. Okay, okay. Uh, we are also introduced to another big character, and that is Ash. And Ash introduces herself as the OG reality star. So she's oh. been on several different reality shows. Mm-hmm. She is presumably quite a well-known name in Australia. I have no idea who she is, but I don't live in Australia. Oh, she's already got the winning funds spent on a marble worktop. <laughs> so she clearly doesn't need the money. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that we've talked about a lot on the podcast, is it feels kind of strange when you've got a half-celebrity cast mm-hmm. who assume, okay, maybe they're not multi-millionaires, but surely they have more money and a bit of well, wealth and spend success than a the other million people. dollars on a kitchen worktop, you need to sort out your priorities. <laughs> Harry Potter quote. <laughs> <laughs> copyright, copyright, can't say that. No, I'm kidding. You can do whatever you want. Um, so, it's, uh, what was it going to say? <laughs> what? Oh, so I want to also point something else out. I'm going to point it out quite early on that I maybe this is maybe I'm sucking the fun out of the traitors and I'm sorry, but I think you should pay attention to like who as you watch in every episode, like who is getting airtime, like who who's literally getting the most time of an episode, because well. that suggests they're going to be important either in the whole series or in this episode. So like so far, the fact that Sarah's been sort of spotlighted mm-hmm. and Ash has been given a little bit of spotlight. As has Anna, but you kind of already know, all right. But wait, probably going to be quite important. There was a really, really, really unnecessary scene of somebody in a show. (gasps) Yes, don't uh, don't you worry. I've got a capital letters know all about it in a little while. (laughs) So needed. Um. So yeah, I think that kind of helps you look for clues sometimes. Um. Like just if you're aware as you're watching it that someone has been given a lot of minutes on but screen then, it's like I oh they're probably going to be important i don't think that really matters though because alex didn't really have a lot of screen time at the start that's true won the game. you're absolutely right <gasps> spoiler alert well surely they would have watched season one i don't know i don't know um oh. so... <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> so uh before we move on to the choosing ceremony where uh roger picks the traitors I don't know if you noticed that the some of the music that comes in is the music from the UK version, and that's the music that was composed by Sam Watts. And the reason I'm talking about that is because Sam was on a previous episode of The Trader. So I did an interview with Sam, and you could go back and listen to that. Sam's really incredibly talented, and uh, it was so nice to talk to him. So you could go back and listen to that. So his music is, is also being used in the Australian version, which is really cool mm-hmm. and really strange to hear, cool. like the UK music and the Australian version all of a sudden. It's weird. It's a good link, though. Good link. Yes. It feels strange that I'm like, oh, me and Sam, me and Sam. Like, oh, yeah, I spoke to Sam. (laughs) When I started this podcast, I couldn't have imagined saying that. So we (laughs) move into the hotel. We don't move into the hotel. We don't literally move into the hotel. I meant metaphorically we move into the hotel. And we're at the banishment room already. Like, it feels quite quick. We're already in the banishment room. We're sitting around the table. Yeah. 
Uh, no, and it's, mess about, does he? Yeah. And you spoke about this uh, previously when you were on the... You also did the first episode of the last season with me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you said that you... This is how good my memory is. Uh-huh. You liked how in the UK the host Claudia sort of interviews them all first and gets to know them yeah. and finds out who... But they don't really do that here. No. So do you still feel that way? Well, as I was watching it, I thought to myself... I've kind of not really given Roger enough slack because <laughs> during, during, during that season, I was like, oh, nobody can beat Claudia. Claudia's amazing. She's like, she's just a really nice, warming, welcoming personality that we've got here. And when I was watching that episode, I thought, he, Roger is actually quite handsome. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I still don't feel he's as welcoming and as warming as Claudia. Yeah, he's like... He's very much like sticking to a script. Yeah, that that might be a culture thing, though. Yeah, yeah. But he's still good. I thought that before we we find out who the traitors are, I'll just do a quick run through of who are all of the contestants. Because you said some of them, you you barely even glance, and you've got no idea who they are. So I'm going to do a quick run through of who we've got in in the cast. We have Angelica, who's a lawyer. Uh, from New South Wales. Do I need to say where they're from every time? No, I don't. No. So we've got Angelica. She's a lawyer. We've got Annabelle. Who have we spoken about? She's a customer success manager. Not customer services, customer success. I love it. Uh, we've got Ash, the reality star. I've spoken about her. We've got Blake. Blake is a beer sales manager. We're probably going to talk about him a little bit more later. Like him as well. Yes. Uh, we have someone called Camille. I'm looking at Camille's picture right now, and I'm like, "Who are you?" Uh, she is a former former federal agent. Oh, so that's cool. So I'm yeah, it's going to come in at some point, surely, if she's still here at the end of the episode. Uh, uh, we've got Corinne. Corinne is a nurse and a cattle station owner. Lindsay, what is a cattle station? A farmer. <laughs> a farmer that has a cow. <laughs> yeah. Must be like. Is it actually? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm oh. genuinely asking. Like, if she at cattle state, yeah, she must be like a farmer. It's a fancy farmer, Karen. She looks like a fancy lady. Uh, we've got El- Elias, uh, who was in the shower shot that you talked about. Oh my god, it's just Elias annoying. is. It was really. I'm like, I'm not complaining because he's like quite good looking, but um, <laughs> he's an insurance disputes manager. So you'd think he'd be used to like sorting out arguments and problems. Maybe that'll be quite helpful. I think also throughout the whole episode, he mm-hmm. was fuming at so many stages. He was. He, he's he's, like... he's somebody that's got has emotions on his face and he can't hide it. But he's like Absolutely. a social media influencer or something like that, is he not? Uh, even if he is, it doesn't say it uh, here online on my very reliable source. Maybe it is. Oh, oh, sorry. I take it back. He's also an Insta- an Instagram influencer oh, with 214,000 followers. Oh, my God. So, yes, you're right. <laughs> God, I don't even know what the contestants and it's my podcast, God. Do you want to just take over? Um, sure. Okay, right, you go. Who's then next? we have um, Sam, who... No, Sam's not next. You're wrong. You're fired. <laughs> next is Gloria. Gloria oh, is a... I was going to say Gloria. <laughs> I was, was going to know who that is yet. <laughs> Gloria is a disability support worker. So already I'm like, what a nice lady. Oh wait, I've just read a quote from her. Oh god. Right, I'm sorry, I'm being very prejudiced and judgmental. I'm sorry, I did I shouldn't have said anything. She says it's very interesting for me to be in this game because as a Christian, we try not to lie. 
Guyton's next. Do we spot we spoke about him? Guyton is, is the actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Hannah from Below Deck. Ian is also a content creator. Uh, I think Ian could be quite cool. I'm here for Ian. Um, he's a TikTok star from Queensland who, who boasts over two million followers. Oh my goodness. I don't even remember what Ian looks like. He was barely in it. Um, okay. Maybe maybe we'll... He didn't really feature in this episode, but maybe we'll, we'll speak about him. Yeah. Uh, we've got Keith, former undercover cop. Keith is giving me Craig meets Nigel meets Paul from season one. So Keith's okay. like the slightly older man. Oh, Sorry, the one that's retired. Mature man, yes. And he was like... I can do whatever I want. I was like, oh god, I'm so jealous of you right now. Yeah, he's got like know. a nice silver head of hair that I, that I would like, I like to have. Like a head of hair? What shade is that? <laughs> <Rubber>. <laughs> uh, next, we've got someone who I feel may become very special to me, and it's Liam. And Liam is an apprentice electrician or a sparky, okay. like Lewis from season one. Did he have a lot of your time? What? Did he have a lot of your time? Uh, no, Liam in this episode, no, we hardly see him. Oh, my God. But I, I get the impression he's quite quiet, and so that makes nice. me think he's sensitive and gentle. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then we've got Luke. Uh, Luke, of course, from Australian Survivor. Um, so you like Luke so far? I do, yeah. Uh, we've got Pyden. Pyden is a graphic designer, and he has a lot of airtime in this episode. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, we've also got Paul. Paul's amazing because Paul um, uh, is a shark attack survivor and he has a prosthetic arm. And he was like doing all this cool stuff in the mission. So I'm already like, he's very impressive. Well, you know that my autistic obsession is sharks, right? Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. The minute he said it, I was like, oh, my God, I need to find like anything, any news, any documentaries that he's done because that'd be quite cool. Yeah. Okay, if I need any questions about Paul from now on, I'm going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've also got Roha. Roha is a luxury fashion worker. and Or known as the blue shirt. <laughs> that made me laugh so much, and we'll definitely come to that. Uh, in fact, his quotation in his little interview that I'm reading here is, I can spot an untrustworthy person if they wear all black shoes with white socks. That's a fashion now now. Do not come at me if you're wearing black shoes and white socks. It's giving school kid. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> that I I laughed. Although, as some might say that actually that's a fashion thing now, and mm. I think maybe he's wrong. Uh, we've got Sam. Sam is a marketing consultant and therefore a social media person as well. By the looks of what they showed us on the show, uh, we've got Sarah, the clinical psych- psychotherapist, who we spoke about. And lastly, we've got Simone, and Simone is a professional wrestler. What? Really? Yeah. She cool. was uh, born in Australia uh, and lived there till she was 16 and then moved to LA. Uh, but now she lives back in Australia and she's a professional wrestler. There we go. Cool. Yeah. So, back to what actually happens in the episode. We've, we've met all the contestants <laughs> now. You and I have. Um, already... Like when when Roger's going to choose the traitors, I already think like they're clearly going to choose at least one celebrity. So yeah, I thought they were going to pick Luke. I, yeah, I, I thought they were going to definitely do Luke. I did as well, but then I thought, but then maybe that's too obvious. Uh, but I definitely thought right, they're going to pick one of the celebrity people, and that means that if you're a faithful, you probably got quite a good. 
like I, if I was a faithful and I didn't get chosen, I would be thinking, right, one of the celebrities is a traitor. Like I would be pretty confident in thinking that. So okay. they put their masks on. I listened to Roger um, doing an interview the other day in a podcast. I can't believe it wasn't this podcast. I can't believe Roger's not like been in touch with me yet, but one day. Um, he was he was talking on an Australian podcast about the new season, and he was talking about how they how they filmed this part. He says that they he walks around the table like several times. This takes about like half an hour of filming just to do this one bit, and they do like a rehearsal. He says they tap everyone on the shoulder, right. just I think just to see if they can feel it and that they will actually know they've been chosen, right. and they're not wearing like shoulder pads and then they don't even know what's happening <laughs> They're still um, babies. <laughs> <laughs> um and he says that he also he goes around and he'll just sort of touch his jacket and rub his hands and just make noises deliberately to just confuse them and throw them off and stuff that's like. good because that was one of my questions remember in one of the episodes i was like surely the person next to them is gonna know mm. that somebody's been tapped yeah so because you'd like be they... super sensitive for your hearing and everything but yeah so they you know deliberately take the time and they sort of throw out lots of red herrings and he'll just sort of ruffle his shoulders or whatever. Mm. Um, so he goes around and the the traitors are chosen. We first have Blake. So Blake was the beer salesman. Yeah. And he, in his little interview, he calls Roger a beautiful man. And mm-hmm. I think he's correct. And then Ash is chosen. Ash is the reality star, big personality. She's buzzing. She's got a big grin on her face when she gets tapped on the shoulder. And then uh, we have Sam as chosen as the next traitor. <laughs> Sam does like this gun firing thing, yeah. and I'm like, um, "Hun, calm down! Like, don't you don't want people hearing anything that you do? Yeah, guns are bad, and you shouldn't pretend to shoot guns." Do you do you know who you know who Blackpink are, right? Yes. So they've got a song called "Do it, do it, do." Yeah, and it was the guns he was doing that sort of <laughs> my head, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's amazing! Love Sam." And well, Sam is the the last traitor, so there only are three. And I was so used to because of, most recently I've just been focused so much on the first season of the Traitors Australia when we had four traitors at the start. So I was just expecting a fourth traitor, but that but that we only have three. Yeah. So that was like, oh, that's a surprise. Um, and Roger, they, they take their masks off. Roger clarifies again, just sort of, well, here's the rules. And he says that if any traitors are left at the end of the game, they and they alone will take all the money. And I think that he's basically making it really clear that even if there are traitors left at the end, they can't choose to share with the faithful. So they can't be nice and say, oh, we're just going to share it. I think he's making it really clear this is really intense. If the traitors are left, they are going to steal everything. Yeah. And I, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I think that's possibly because in the first season, it wasn't very clear at the start. Like, so even in my interview with Kate from the first season, mm-hmm. Kate said in an interview that, yeah, that as throughout the game, they, they themselves didn't really understand how it was going to end. They didn't know how it worked mm-hmm. at, at the end who went. So I sort of got the impression this time, Roger is just making it really, really clear. Here's how it's going to work. Yeah. Uh, my favourite quotation in this whole section was Annabelle. When she said, <laughs> do you know what I'm going to say? No. She says, I'm too beautiful to die. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I love that energy. So we after the banishment room, we're like we have some discussions around the house, and everyone's 
talking a lot about body language and what they're looking for and what they're going to try and pay attention to to catch a traitor. Angelica says she wants to be a traitor hunter. And immediately I think, "Uh uh-oh, have you learned nothing from season one? (laughs) You probably, you obviously want to catch traitors, but you probably shouldn't be too outspoken about it. Yes. Um, and, and call yourself a traitor hunter. Yep. Uh, we now get a bit of backstory for Blake. So Blake is one of our traitors. Mm-hmm. He says he's a dead set hipster. He's got a vinyl collection. He works in the beer industry and he loves board games. He's, he'd, be, he'd be like, he'd be a good friend to ours. Like, to I was going to say, he's, he's basically me, yeah. except not, not with the beer and vinyls. Just the and board Australian. Games. And Australian. And like, works in the beer company and you don't drink alcohol. That's true. No, if, no. Do if I've got like ten vinyls that are all Mariah Carey and the Spice Girls, does that count as a collection? I bought you a vinyl for your Christmas. I'll have you known you. And Tori Moss. So is that? A, do I have a collection? Can I say I've got a vinyl collection? No, there's so much better okay. you could have. Okay, I'm not as cool as Blake. No. Uh, we also find out a little bit about Sam. Mm-hmm. Sam says there is zero chance anyone thinks I'm a trader. Um, I had a little bit of a nah like Sam. I would like mm-hmm. to see him go to the end. But he was saying he was when he was talking to somebody, he was like, Oh, you can tell by people's eye contact. Yes. Now I'm autistic, as mm. you know, obviously. Obs. What? But <laughs> <laughs> I've all this time. And I don't make eye contact with people, especially yeah. people that I don't know. So I would instantly they'd be like, She's a traitor. Yeah. And, and I- subconsciously I'm like I can't look at people like they're just gonna like weak my soul <laughs> <laughs> yeah I noticed I'm saying like, that as well yeah. that I think it's just one of those myths about lying that because yeah. I don't think anyone stares at other people in the eyes no one does that when they're talking everybody looks away and it would be weird to, to maintain constant eye contact with anyone in any situation unless so, you've got the death stare Unless you've got the death stare of Jack from season yep. one of The Traitors that sets you on fire. That was like, <laughs> that would terrify me if somebody's doing something like that. But see how weird it was? So yeah. I think Sam's, but then Sam's faking. I mean, he's he's trying to act like he's a faithful. So he's just saying stuff that maybe yeah, isn't suppose. really true. Um, he's very confident though. So he's yeah. trying his best to be a faithful and... He's like a Jack uh, lad that's going to get on with everybody and it's going to muck in. Yeah. Who's going to really have fun. Yeah, with the guns thing, I was like, oh, God, this guy. But actually, by the end of the episode, I thought, do you know what? He's he's young. He's probably quite, just quite sweet and yeah. but to have, like, wants to have a laugh. So maybe he's all right. Yeah, no, I like him. Yeah. I hope he goes far. I'm, yeah, I'm going to stop, stop being such a harsh judge of people. Yes, I think you should as well. <laughs> uh, Sam's backstory again is that he works in marketing. And then there's a montage of him doing all these social media videos. So I sort of thought, oh, he, maybe he's like a low-key influencer as well. And he's like, says he's into fitness. And he, he's like, he's like a good looking guy. So I'm sure he's got thousands of followers online. Um, Tells him that he works on a farm. Oh. He's like a, like a farm boy. He's a farm, is he? Well, I think, I think it, he's not. He tells oh. them the lie. Oh, he tells them that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Did All I right. just catch you out in the lie? You didn't catch me out. Am I, was that your lie? No, no. Oh, okay. No. Okay. No, that wasn't that wasn't my lie. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, but but then actually Sam has this moment where he's with two or three others and they all leave the room and then he like turns and grins yeah. at the camera and I was like, Jesus, like you're gonna get caught. Stop doing it. that. Totally love it. Um, 
Next, then, we have the silver mission for the episode. Roger gathers everyone outside, and he tells them that things will be a little bit different this season. And then he says, don't worry, you, you still all got to wear, you, you still all get to wear those snazzy tracksuits. Um, so they are referencing season one, so I was yeah. wrong at the start. Um, and I just, right, I'm going to get serious for a minute. I'm going to get really serious. I want to take a moment. I'm actually being serious. I, I hope that this season is a really big, massive hit in Australia because I hope that makes all the new viewers go back and watch the first season because not that many people watched it. Yeah. So I, I think it's just so such a shame for the contestants of season one because they were so... I spoke to so many of them on the podcast and they were all so nice and so positive about their time on the show. But the Australian audience just didn't really respond and it just must be difficult for them to see like the massive success of the UK version yeah. and see all the incredible things that all the UK contestants are doing now. So I just think that would be really nice if people went back and watched season one of The Traitors Australia and actually they did find a little bit more mm-hmm. fame. Yeah. 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 Okay, I don't need to be so serious now. Um, back to the mission. They split into two teams of ten and... I also made another really embarrassing like error here that I'm going to just admit to. Okay. Um, Roger says he'll tell them why they're in two teams of ten at the foot of at the foot of Mount Tretorius. and I'm not even kidding. I was like, hmm, Mount Tretorius. What an interesting name of a mountain. I've never heard of that. I wonder where that is in Australia. Mm-hmm. I actually went to Google Maps to type in Mount Tretorius and t- I was about to spell it, and I was like, oh. It's like Mount Traitor, Traitorius. Oh, it... I didn't even click onto that. I was just thinking, oh, that's not just me. Victoria in South Africa. It's not just me. No, oh, that totally went over my head. We're both fools together. But there was something that I noticed as well that I was like, mm-hmm. this is pure sus. So when they choose their teams and they're like running downstairs in their tracksuits and they're all like hyped up to go, yeah. all the names are already on the tracksuits. So did they know who was going to be in the teams? <gasps> or is there some random wife in there just like ironing on the <laughs> like, we're going to red, we're going to red. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> First of all, that's an amazing <laughs> observation because I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. And secondly, that was the most Scottish thing you've ever said. Is there some wife? <laughs> Alright, 1980s. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> iron, like quickly ironing everybody's names on what colour they've chose. It could have also been a man, Lindsay. Could have, yeah. You're so sexist and you should be ashamed. Well, you should know that some random wife is quite common used in Scottish <laughs> slang when they're talking to people. Well, it's time to challenge that stereotype and you should be really embarrassed. Some anyway. I'm human. <laughs> well, it doesn't quite sound the same. Uh, Ash says something that made me laugh a lot. She said, These tracksuits are an abomination. Um, she mm-hmm. says, I'm not a leisure wearer. I better not be running. I absolutely despise running. And then when like, she said that, I thought, Have you seen season one? <laughs> That's true. Not? Yeah, I was like, What are you expecting? Uh, although I was also like, Same. I don't care for running. I don't well, want to run ever. It took me back to the stage. Like, this is totally off topic, but remember we done like the the zombie two point oh four or whatever, <laughs> where we have to dress like zombies and chase people around Glasgow, yes. and we had to run. And I literally put one foot on the ground and like you can't run <laughs> because I'm so clumsy. So when she was like, "I'm not running, I'm not running," I would be that person and be like, "I'm not running purely because I'm going to make a complete arse of myself and fall over." <laughs> and then he was like, he was explaining like the rules of the task, and I was just like. 
I would make an arse myself on that bit, that bit, <laughs> that bit, <laughs> and that bit. So like, I would just be like a fool like, that whole time. But you got, you got, uh, you got a chance to run. I was a running zombie in a previous life. Yeah. So I think you're running. I mean, yeah, if there was like money at the end of it, but people that I'm never going to like go running for pleasure, I think that's sick and wrong. No, no. I'm opposed to it and I think it should be illegal. It's even really warm outside as well. And when you go on holiday, just going to go out for a run in like 30 degree heat. No, not happening. Uh, so the mission itself then it's these big two giant Trojan horses um, that look like ponies yes um, I quite like the idea I was like oh it's clever because it's the story of the Trojan horse mm-hmm. is like connected to like deception and trickery so it suits the traitors Someone, there's this voice from some contestant that just goes big ass horse yeah <laughs> but you know when you were looking at it thinking some poor, some poor soul has sat in like molded that horse and it's a big giant thing that's beautiful yeah they'll be on here for like five minutes and set on fire and it's probably taken them months to do actually yes and we are obviously very psychically connected because i've written a whole thing about that that i'm going to come to at the end of the mission but yes i I, i'm on the same wavelength as you i actually appreciate that um roger tells them that there's 40k up for grabs in this challenge and he tells them what the mission is. It's basically the same as the first mission in the UK and US traitors. Like, mm-hmm. basically, basically run, set something on fire, do something with ropes, cut something, burst something through a thing. Just be out in nature and do stuff. Yeah, just do, be active, <laughs> run about, shout a lot. Mm. Like, okay, whatever. Um, and then just as I was watching it, I was like, oh, why are they in teams? What's the point of the teams again? Yeah. Roger literally says, you may be wondering why you're in teams if the money all goes in the same pot. And he explains that already they're going to have this thing called the armory. Yeah. And that's never come up this early before in a season. Normally it happens like halfway through, but they're just doing it straight away now, which it's actually I think is, makes sense. I'm like, well, yeah, no. you should just do it from the start. No, 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 no way. Uh-uh. Why not? Well, the start's fun because you don't know people. Like, no, no, I, I prefer it in the middle. Sorry, yeah, I, I actually okay. have no, no, like, fight to tell you what what <laughs> that. it should be in the middle. Okay, that's far fine. too early. Far too early. You, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Um, he, <laughs> Roger also tells them that tonight there will be the first murder. And I'm like, and banishment, Roger, will there be a banishment? I want a banishment. Ooh. But he didn't, didn't say it, but I'm like, there better be a banishment. Um, because the traitors, let's face it, it's all about the banishment room. Mm-hmm. So the mission happens. That's kind of all I wrote. I just put the mission happens. Oh. Like, I don't know. Then I wrote other stuff. At first, I was just like, I roll, all right, they run about and do stuff. Yeah. But then, but then, then it was stuff really happened. funny when yeah. like, Blake could. <laughs> Couldn't chop the, the the rope like that would be me. I would literally be there for like an hour. Be like, sorry guys, I've lost you out in twenty grand, but I can't chop this rope. Uh, yeah. And you could see them like the ones that were. Obviously, it'd be a bit of a pain in the arse, like running up half a hill to get like haystacks and like logs and stuff. But then the guys that are having to like wind the cog at the top to get the horse halfway up. Yeah. That that looked quite difficult. That uh, looked yeah, quite yeah. like intense. Yeah. Uh, and then did you, you... See, did you see Sam running down? He was like, <laughs> like yes, <laughs> loving life, absolutely loving life. Yeah, I, although mm-hmm. I was like watching it and like 
anxiety mode. I was like, um, risk assessment, Sam. He's not wearing oh. gloves. He's holding the th- torch like halfway up. The flames are flying back towards him. I was like, Jesus, like he could just set himself on fire here. Um, He's loving life. He was having a great time. Mm-hmm. I know, I'm a killjoy. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> my favourite part was Ash screaming at like amputee Paul to to just she's like get it done what like everyone just stands and there's three of them spinning the wheel and she's just like standing screaming at him i was like jesus well, they're, they're not allowed to get involved that's not their part of the task they've done their task but yeah she, she kind of annoys me see as we're talking about this she's, she's kind of annoying me <laughs> but she reminds me of baby from dirty dancing and that's the only reason why i think i might like her but she kind of annoys me a bit does she remind you of baby because of her hair yeah i like her weave i like her hair okay i've I think I've told you this before, and I'm just going to tell you again. You're I've never to... seen Dirty Dancing. What? I've never watched oh, it. Oh, no, you need to watch it. I just can't. I, can't. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can take I've, I've sent, I've sent you uh, videos of, like, when baby sister's in the singing competition. I know, and I just, oh, no, like, no. smile and I just no, no, no. like... <laughs> I'm like, I'm okay. watching it. It's good. I just humour you. He was a babe. He was very handsome. He was. I know it was. Um, so, okay, so the mission happens, the red team wins, uh, and here's where, like, I made, right, do you know what, this is where I made my note, I was being really, I'm always really cruel about the missions, and I'm like, oh, they're so boring, what's the point of the missions, don't care, but then, like, you said, I watched that horse <laughs> burst through that giant gate, and I stopped, and I thought, and I reflected, and I thought, do you know what, a whole team of production crew had to build all this shit, and test it, and craft it that's also and make it really impressive that's like illustrated it yeah like, it, yeah someone's designed it and they've done trial runs and they've built it and it's really impressive that it all works and then i just come along and i'm like oh it's boring so yeah. I'm, I'm i shouldn't say these things and i'm sorry okay i'm going to try my best to unless the mission's really shit right then i'll be honest but i'm going to try and not be that person Okay, okay. Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So uh, after the mission then, Red Team wins, got lots of money. Uh, we moved to the armory. Did you think the music was super Harry Potter here? It was like all twinkly and magical? No, I was just thinking, Roger, you're not funny. Why don't you just open this door? That Why was my next like... question. Was Lindsay, did you like Roger's comedy routine? No. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> and then they're like going in the room, like really, like slunkily, and then shutting the door, and they're like, nobody can see what you're doing. What are you actually doing? Like, 
it was just a lot. It felt like it was put on. It felt like it was fake. Like, yeah. it probably wasn't. And, like, Roger was just thinking this this would be amazing and everybody's going to be funny. And you've got this random girl in Scotland that's like, you're not even funny. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Um, I kind of watched it. You know, he, like, does one thing to open the secret door and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And then he pulls the book. And then he... I was sort of looking at it going... It's blatantly obvious that there's a that there's a door in that wall. Like when the, when the door opens and they're like, oh, I was like, you oh my can, god, it's you a can door! See, you can see the door. Like yeah. you clearly know what's about to happen. It's uh, anyway. Yeah. Um. But there was no armory in season one. Instead, they just did shield challenges and they would win a shield and a task. But but now they've borrowed this again from like the UK okay. one. So they're definitely trying to make it more like an actual castle or a big grand mansion with all these secret places. It's like I think they're trying to get away from the idea that it's just a hotel. It's just a nice hotel. Yeah. They're trying to make it look like oh, it's a creepy mansion where someone's going to be murdered and there's secret rooms. With um, yes. So Corinne goes first. Um, this is when I looked up what Corinne did and noticed that she was a cattle station owner, and I just wrote, "What is a cattle station owner?" Uh, she doesn't get the shield. <laughs> and you feel free. Cattle Next. owner. <laughs> Continue. I'll come back to you. Okay. Um. Next, Guyton, Sam, Ash, Ian, Keith, all go in try and get the shield and Old don't. Cattle station jobs. Australia. Mhm. It's like a whole industry. Holy shit. Google's not telling me. It's just like it's just like answering questions as if I should already know what this is. Well, to be honest, I think the only way you're going to find out is I think you should just emigrate to Australia and become a cattle station owner, and then you can like phone me I and would, tell me. I would, I would really, 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 really love to go to Australia. It's on my bucket list, but I'm so scared of spiders. Like, you know, one of my other best friends moved there. Like, <laughs> hey, what, excuse me, other best? What? <laughs> I don't. I can't like, understand what you're saying. How long has Marie been here? <laughs> Like what? Fifteen? No, it can't be. No, it must be about fifteen years. Mm, I'm sure this like, is. Oh, come see me! Come see me! Oh yeah, I call Stephen, my best friend, Marie. <laughs> I don't know if this is like podcast material. Oh sorry. sorry. <laughs> we don't. We're no further ahead. We don't know what a cattle station owner no. is. Um, but anyway, Simone the wrestler wins the shield. She finds it. Hurrah! Uh, and then when she and... won, I was like. Were you who like, is, who is she? Who is, who is she? Yeah. How is she who is she? Who is she? Where did you find her? Where did you find her? <laughs> uh, Annabelle then proves that she really is a traitor's expert and that she obviously has watched all the other seasons because she basically copies what the UK players did. She says we should all just collectively agree not to reveal who's got the shield because then the traitors won't know which one of us has got it. So they won't try and murder one of us. She was quite clever with that. I like that. Yeah. And it is really clever, but I still just find it annoying. Like, as a viewer, I'm like, oh, well, what was the point of the shield? Like, if you're all just going to che- kind of cheat the system and, like, find your own secret route. I don't no, know. It just like, annoys me. I'm if like, oh, if, you, if you were If you were playing, right, and you've got that sense of, oh, my God, I'm going to get murdered tonight because I've got a big mouth or I'm going to get murdered tonight because I just look at people and don't say anything... If you've got that shield, like I think it's a bit of a comfort for them, and then maybe I know maybe a bit more relaxed. I know, and if I was on their team, I'd be like, "Yes, Annabelle, that's a great idea. I feel safe." I'm just saying, as like, a looking viewer, at it from a right, okay, from a viewer's right, okay. 
or as if I was a, if I was a member of crew, if I was somebody on the production team who'd come up with a shield thing, mm-hmm. and then I watched them play it. And they figured out how to just like, like they're not cheat even... my system. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I suppose if you think of it from that way. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm doing it again. We've right? had meetings about the shield. We know what's going to happen. <laughs> the contestants come and they're like, we're not going to tell anybody. And you're like, well, that and was a You'd be like, oh <laughs> god, all that that we built that fucking armory for nothing. Those glowing boxes. <laughs> <Those> fucking boxes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I mean, I suppose the traitors could just take a stab in the dark and be like, do you know what? We're just going to pick someone from that team anyway and hope for the best. So yeah. they could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, or if it's a, if, if, you know, Simone's the one that finds the shield. If she was a traitor, she could just go back and tell the other traitors, oh, it's me. I've got it. So it's I fine. she's a wrestler. Yeah. I think I might Instagram stalk her, actually. Are you, like, into wrestling? No. I just, I don't know. I just love because you wouldn't expect that because she's very yeah. feminine, very dainty. She's very pretty. Okay. I bet you when she's in wow. that ring, she's like all the stereotypes yeah. tonight, Lindsay. Jesus, we're going to get cancelled. You're going to get um, cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Can you tell that I was off? I've been off today, and I've not spoke to any humans other than like <laughs> you on the phone for ten minutes, and like I'm such a chatty Cathy. Um, Next time we do this, I'll I'll do a shift and then I'll. Because I'm, I know no, I'm talking a lot of shit. No, this is this is pre- this is preferable. It's, I want you to talk a lot. It's passion because I quite enjoyed this episode. Okay, good. After stress of trying to find out where to watch it, <laughs> which was um, completely legitimate and legal. So it's the first night, <laughs> and uh, Roha has <laughs> Roha has got this really funny line which you mentioned earlier he says he doesn't want to be murdered tonight because he says imagine being murdered and this is all they say it's just the one outfit <laughs> so he doesn't want to be remembered as the blue shirt guy I laughed so much at that um, and he reiterates that everyone's obsessing over body language and they're all really trying to observe one another Sarah has already pegged Ash as a traitor straight away she's yeah. like she's a traitor which is interesting because she has a traitor we know that and Sarah's a psychologist or a psychotherapist so she's but Ash doing hasn't quite really a good job. done anything for Sarah to come to that conclusion. Well, not that we've seen. I suppose. I wonder if it's just because Ash is so confident yeah, and sort of quite cocky. Um, yeah, so maybe that just gives off like too confident vibe. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's how I feel about her. Yeah, uh, but then Sarah makes this sort of mistake because she she's having a chat to Annabelle. And she's, she has a slip of the tongue. She uses the wrong term. She says, mm. I think, she says, I think uh, Ash is a traitor. I'm voting for her to get murdered. And Anna, and Annabelle says, oh, you mean, you mean banished. Mm. Mm. So Sarah's just obviously, she probably not watched the show before. She just uses the wrong word. And she's like, oh yeah, banished, mur- murdered. But like, she doesn't know the right word to you. And I'll, at that point, even watching it the first time, I was like, hmm, is that going to end up being important? The fact that they've just shown us that little moment is that it's going to be significant. Yeah. And it does end up being significant. Uh, Elias is uh, mega nervous, which you mentioned earlier. He, the, there's, All the chatter starts to focus on Payden. Um, and I'm not surprised, because twice in the episode already, we've been shown clips of Payden being very self-conscious and paranoid, and he's like worried about his body language, and he's uh, overthinking he's really, everything. really anxious. So he, he's like over-explaining to cover up that looks like he's covering something up, even though he is just a faithful. So he needs to calm down a bit. 
Uh, and there's this discussion about how Hayden apparently accused Elias of being a traitor, which Sarah's picked up. And yeah, Sarah's sort of like, spreading this around. See the, Elias is freaking out. See the conversations we're all having, though? It's kind of sounded as though, like, Peyton had said that about him, and then they were, like, talking... But then it kind of goes to... Sarah said that, and the story's kind of conflicting as if though it's, it's made out as if though Sarah's like spreading gossip about them, mm-hmm. but then she hasn't actually. She's just picked up what he said wrong. Yeah. So it's like drama over nothing. I sort of thought that too. Like Sarah was just doing her job as a faithful. Like your job is to find clues yeah. and talk about who you think's a traitor. So she just says, "Oh, Payton said this, by the way," and then everyone gets mad at her. So it felt a bit strange. Yeah. Um, but Payden's theory was that Roger, he says, Roger was standing in the banishment room and he lingered really long behind mm. him. And he's like, well, I'm not a traitor, so I, so I think it's somebody who's beside me. Which is, you'd think that. You'd think that. Yeah. Uh, that's how but, I would come to a conclusion. Although later on, Payden says that that's not what he said, but we'll, we'll yeah. get back to that. Um, I noticed that Sam, who is a traitor, is loving this. He's getting right in on it. He's like, this is great. Um, and also what's really cool at this specific point, and it only, it'll never apply for the rest of the season, the traitors don't even know who each other are yet. Like, they've not met in Traitor's Tower. So, like, Sam doesn't know who the other... Like, for all he knows, Payton is a traitor, or Elias is a traitor, or Sarah is a traitor. He doesn't, he doesn't know, which is quite cool. So, like, it sort of made me think... I wonder if there could ever be a version of the game where the traitors don't know who one another are at all. Mm-hmm. And that could be really interesting, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, so yeah, Payton's, Payton's freaking out. Here's this rumour about um, like he's looking even worse than he was before when he was just being self-conscious. Pure stressed out he's not. Yes. So it's night time. Uh, Roger's outside the hotel and he's speaking directly to us. Directly to me, I felt. And he tells us that they are all now shut in their rooms for the night. They've got no access to anything. They can't speak to one another. And that is totally correct. They they do stay in the hotel, unlike the UK version, where they go off and stay somewhere else and they're not really in the castle. They really do, It is a hotel they're filming in, so they have rooms. They all stay there. Again, if you go back and listen to my interviews with the season one cast, especially Fee and Mark, which was the most recent episode, they talk a lot about this, about how they really are just put in a room, the door shut, they're yeah. not allowed to leave and do anything. It looks like, see, when it like, kind of pans out to the front of the hotel, there's like yeah. the very, very top looks like that could be Traitor Tower. Mm-hmm. Ah, like, yeah, yeah. Because it's quite like out the road, but mm-hmm. they're in like soundproof rooms and stuff like that, which is yeah. Really cool. Yeah. I'm obsessed with the VTs of everyone in the room pretending <laughs> that they're not being filmed like looking out the window and like just pretending they're getting ready for bed and stuff I know I talk about this all the time but just, think, they just make me laugh so much. Do you think he was like I'm going to go for a shower, do you want to film me? Like in this really slow motion sexy scene of like water coming down my, my bare naked chest that he's like total built like a tank. I know yeah like I'm like did they were they like um, you look like you're really buff under your clothes can we just film you in the shower? Like, yeah. Because or are they like, what What would you like to be doing? And then he's like, oh, I could go in the shower if you guys want. How does, I don't know. Oh, that's a bit weird. And then Annabelle was like, I'm just going to dunk my tea bag into my <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Elias is like pure like Backstreet Boys yeah. in the shower. And Angelica's like Lady Gaga with her little tea bag. <laughs> She's so cute. Um, 
the after the, the these little clips then we we get to traitors tower and we have the traitors reveal so they're going to find out who one another are i like love these moments i just think it's so exciting and did you notice they're now the room i think is the same room as the first season but now they're sitting around like a tiny little table yeah they're not like on couches so it makes it feel a bit more like a ceremony more or something yeah 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 um they start to discuss who they're going to murder tonight and they've already figured out that they should keep the big loud characters and the people that are causing a ruckus because they all draw attention to themselves and they all make themselves look bad so they don't, mm-hmm. the traitors like we don't really need to do anything they can kind of go under the radar and yeah survive a wee bit longer potentially yeah so they think that they should actually murder someone quiet uh, and then that's actually when you get that weird shot of Elias in the shower. Um, Blake suggests. Tell me why. <laughs> Blake suggests Angelica, and they seem they all seem pretty happy with that. Like they don't really discuss lots of people like yeah. they normally do. They don't go through. They just he's like, I was thinking Angelica, and they all go, Yeah. So I sort of am like, Oh, there's. Is that who they're going for then? Like, there's not really much mystery. Mm. Um, because then we just go right to breakfast. And I noticed at this point, there's still 30 minutes left of the episode. So I was like, oh, surely we're going to get a banishment. I'm so excited. Uh, Luke comes to breakfast first. Your fave. Yeah. He, he's a big character, so he gets his own little bit of screen time. He's in first. Beautiful he's on his own. Eyes. His eyes I also noticed the... Did you notice the portraits on the mantelpiece? No, what I was more um, intrigued about was that some of them looked like they came down in their jammies. <laughs> and I was like, mm, this is different from any other show because they're all like glammed up and like <laughs> hair and makeup done and then a few of them are just like kicking about and like... And Do you mean Annabelle's outfit? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, Elias as well was like in shorts and like t-shirts. Oh yeah, and stuff, and yeah, just, that's like, right. We have to get in like a hot summer's night and stuff. But you know what? They're they're young and they're Gen Z and that's they're cool and they do these things. I did like a breakfast outfit. Yeah, I did. I laughed so much. Like she like swans in. I sort of thought, is she doing this deliberately because she knows this is going to get her like amazing screen time, mm. or or maybe she knows she has to be like a big character to stay in the show, and she knows quiet people are going to go early, so I'm not going to be quiet. Yeah, I think she's quite a quirky person. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't think she's doing that intentionally. I think that's just her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's so so there's a bit of an early chat between Annabelle, Luke, and Sam, uh, and they're talking all about this Elias versus Payden drama from last night. And then Elias shows up, and they're <gasps> shocked. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I and something bad had happened there, Lindsay. Jeez, you were just in the moment. He's tied eye shorts and t-shirt. I was like. <gasps> I thought you'd knocked over like your tea or something on no. the computer. <laughs> apple juice beside me. I've been drinking it really quietly so you don't shout at me this time. <laughs> Although I did manage half a packet of Jaffa cakes that you didn't notice about. <laughs> I was like peeling them off like tiny bit by tiny bit. I've not been eating or drinking anything because I'm professional. Do you remember the time that um, I had an M&M and you were like, what's that noise? Yeah, because you were in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> Back to the breakfast. Mm. Uh, Elias explains, I get like, here's what happened last night. He says, well, Sarah says that Payden singled me out as a traitor and I'm, I can't really believe it. I'm not a traitor. Everyone else arrives. Ash is um, 
loving the Sarah Payden Elias triangle of fire because she just wants to stoke it and watch it burn because she's a traitor. Uh, and and it, I thought at this point maybe Sarah was like quite foolish last last night because I know I said ten minutes ago she was just doing her job as a faithful right, but now I'm going now I'm backtracking mm-hmm. and I'm saying yeah she was doing her job as a faithful, but also you kind of have to lay low in this game like you kind of have to not make yourself a target. Yeah, so yeah, it's a fine line you've got to balance. I don't think she's intentionally made herself a target, but no, she is quite a loud character. So the last three to arrive are, uh, well, the last three who, are, who haven't arrived yet, and who obviously three of them aren't going to arrive, is Sarah, Payden, and Angelica. Payden arrives next. Everyone's going wild. Elias is livid because Payden's kind of his enemy. Yeah. Um, and Do you think, I think he Payden... uses beard oil? Probably. Because it's quite a full and luscious beard. Yes. Payden is, I think, already talking... He starts talking about how he's been framed, and I'm also like, again, you probably need to calm down. Calm down. Baden, stop. Uh, Sarah then enters. Everyone shoot. Angelica's gone. And they kind of figure out. Are you singing Taylor Swift? You need to calm down. Okay. I hope I don't get like some sort of bell from Taylor Swift for like using her music in this podcast. Um, yeah, just just cut that bit out. So I was okay. They kind of uh, they figure out that Angelica was a smart choice. Like they're a bit they're shocked at first, but then they're all like, "Oh, you know what? She was like a good choice because she doesn't help us figure out anything." Mm. So the traitors have gone for a sort of red herring. We see what they're doing, and then there's after breakfast some discussions around the house. Um, Ash is talking about Payden, and she says his his nervous energy is like a frog in a sock, and yeah. I think she's right. And even she, well, like she's a traitor. I've never heard that scene in my life before. M- me neither. <laughs> Maybe it's an Aussie thing. Maybe. Maybe it's an Ash thing. Why would you have a frog in a sock? Why would a frog even go into a sock? <laughs> <laughs> Please stop talking about the socks. And <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ash tells Payton that he needs to calm down. Like she could just sit back and let him unravel, but even she's like, Payton, stop. Yeah, she's got a serious um, face on, and her pupils were huge. <laughs> So Sarah, for a moment, now even doubts what she heard. She's like, maybe I, maybe I heard it wrong. Hmm. And she comes outside to Elias and Payden and a bunch of others and is like, right, let's clear the air. And they talk about what really happened. She's like, here's what I think I heard Payden say. And Payden is insistent that Sarah misheard him. He said, no, I said the opposite. He said that he, he thought that the people beside him were probably not traitors because... Roger wouldn't have deliberately hovered around them for that long. So who knows? I think Payton is telling the truth and that Sarah misheard him, but we'll never know. Mm. Now, I've got a note of something very interesting, though. I went back earlier in the episode because I'm a very serious reporter and broadcaster. So I went back and did my research and I looked at the banishment room again because I was like, right, who who was sitting beside him then if he thinks that Roger hovered around them? So Sarah was on his left and Elias was on his right. But Ash was next to Elias, and Sam was next to Sarah. So there were two traitors, two seats away on either side of him. So I kind of thought maybe Roger did hover about there for a bit, and he has kind of right. No? If you could see my face right now. <laughs> Why are you reading into it so much? Because I want to... I'm, 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 
like to search for the truth. Okay. okay. Anyway, Sarah is still convinced that Ash is a traitor, and she's as convinced that most people are going to vote for Ash. Hmm. Which um, comes from nowhere. <laughs> no one else has mentioned it except Sarah. So we're now we move right into the banishment. Woohoo! I'm so excited. Oh my goodness! I love the banishment room so I much. I still think that those two men have got beef though. It's not water under yeah. the bridge. Oh, probably, yeah. It's probably still a bit awkward between them. Yeah, they, they shake hands, but it's like, mm, yeah. you still hate each other. Um, so Roger speaks to them all. He says 19 of them are here for fortune and fame, meaning 19 future podcasts no one asked for. <laughs> and I was like, felt a little bit attacked there. And also, if one of them starts a Traitor's podcast, I'm going to be livid, so they better not. Okay. Roger then says, prime suspects, let's hate them. So they're right in there. And it's very awkward because no one wants to talk. Until finally Rojas, Roja speaks up and he turns to Sarah. And he says, we were talking about Ash and you said you would vote to murder her. So, he, so he's picked up on the fact that she used the wrong term. She meant to say banish and she said murder. Mm-hmm. And then Sarah goes, uh, no, I didn't say that. And Roja just instantly goes, Annabelle. Uh-huh. And just turns to her like, validate me. Uh, and Annabelle's like, actually, yeah, Sarah, you did say that. You said murder. But she says it like, I think you just said it by accident, but you did say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ash goes, may I ask, Sarah, why did you not share your feelings about me being a traitor? So there's like definite tension between them. They, they kind of like start talking over each other. And then Sarah's like, can I finish? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's so dramatic. Yep. I love it. Close it out. Cause it out. That's also a very sexist term, and you shouldn't have said that. No, again. Oh, for um, God's sake! <laughs> Not coming on this podcast again. <clears throat> a little <laughs> uh, Elias speaks a little bit of sense. Actually, I thought here because he says, "Look, we've cleared up the Sarah thing. Just because she messed something up doesn't mean she's a traitor." And then he turns to Guyton, and Guyton's the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there's this really funny moment. I really liked this. I laughed at this because because um, Elias is going on and on about I'm um, saying like you're a, you're on TV, this person you're trained, yeah. And Guyton goes, I also won awards. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Roger steps in, and this must be like an unscripted moment. He just steps forward and goes, from personal experience, it's also an honor to be nominated. And it's it's I looked this up. It's because they were on this series called Underbelly together. And Guyton won the 2009 Logie Award for Most Outstanding Actor for his role as murdered and drug tra- murderer and drug trafficker Carl Williams. And so I think uh, Roger was nominated the same year or something, so it's like a little in-joke between them. Did you like that background information? Yeah, because I'm, I'm like, he was lying about that, but now I'm like, hmm. I've got, maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. Okay. So... Uh, Guyton then says, like, he's like, this is a totally different situation from acting. This is not like any TV show I've ever done before. I'm not reading from, a, I've not got a script. I've not prepared a character. This is just genuine interactions. So, like, I'm not behaving like I would do if I was doing a job. Mm. Uh, Sam then pipes up, and Sam's a traitor, and he accuses Sarah again. He turns things back to her. I sort of thought this maybe wasn't that wise. Like, as a traitor, you should probably just sit back and let everyone else do all the finger-pointing? No. No? Because if you do that, then you're, they're going to suspect you at some stage. No, oh, I guess, yeah, maybe. 
maybe you're yeah you could be too quiet and yeah. then they're like why aren't you speaking yeah spoiler uh so and he turns to sarah and he goes are you a trader and she obviously is like oh, i'm not a trader like as if like it's this so dumb asking people in this show are you a traitor mm-hmm. like as if someone's going to be like no you got me so everyone's going to just be like no, i can't win all this money now because you have spoiled me <laughs> um annabelle steps in and like we've figured it like and i think she's really clever and she knows the show and she understands how it all works yeah and she says look sarah's had a messy 24 hours but she says that's classic faithful behaviour. Mm-hmm. She says traitors don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. Traitors lay low. They don't put themselves out there. So, like, yeah, Sarah's got her attention right now and she caused a bit of an argument, but that absolutely doesn't make her a traitor. Yeah. And I sort of was watching that thinking, Annabelle, you're completely right and that's really clever, but don't, like, Take you might get killed for, yeah, yeah, don't, you might get yourself murdered for being too clever. So maybe you also need to be careful. But just as I'm thinking, like, she's really, really clever, she then pick, she turns to Corinne and she picks her. Yeah. I think Corinne is like this season's Claire. Yeah. Claire was... <laughs> even though Claire actually was a traitor. Um, she says that Corinne is too friendly and quiet and she hasn't pinpointed anyone yet. And she's just... So she thinks that that's really suspicious. And Corinne's like, well, I just haven't, like, gotten any bad vibes about anyone. So yeah. I don't really have any suspicions. And I felt really sorry for her because Elias then almost started picking on her. And he's like, well, you need to step up and you need to get involved. Like, I felt like it was a, I know it's a game, but I was like, calm down, it's a bit rude. Like, she's like slightly older than you and you're being quite abrasive with her. Like, chill out. Yeah. Oh, what, me? (laughs) You've turned it on me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not being ageist. I'm just pointing out that she's like, I, th- I thought it was a bit of a dick move, to be honest. What, me or Elias? Elias. Okay, that's good. I yeah, that was a wee bit mean. Yeah. So... There was no need. I, so, suddenly, this has happened before in the Traitors, when you go into the banishment room and there are like two or three characters who've been the focus of the day and you think oh they're going to get the votes and suddenly it all shifts towards someone whose name we didn't even know and we're like who the hell's Corinne why are they all suddenly looking at her yep so the votes start coming is this what you were referencing at the start of the yep. episode okay so the like, votes oh, God, start to what I was like, her name's Gloria <laughs> and then I'm still I'm looking at people and I'm like I don't, I don't know who this person is <laughs> oh was Gloria a fake name that you made up no Oh, did you think her name was Gloria? Oh, no, there is a Gloria. Yeah, oh, God. oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, there was, like, <laughs> there was subtitles when th- th- yeah. at some point oh, when they yeah. were, like, talking quietly. And I was like, oh, who the hell is Gloria? And then when oh, I yeah. seen her name, I was like, oh, sound, that's her. Yeah. But there's still so people the vote... that I'm like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The votes begin, and we reach a point where it's uh, neck and neck. Corinne has six, Sarah has six, and Roger says, I believe we're all tied up. Hmm. So we go again, and we get to a point where Corinne has eight, Sarah has eight, Payden gets a random vote, so he's got one. And there's two votes left, so it's it's probably going to be Corinne or Sarah. Well, Corinne or Sarah are going to go. One of them is going to be the one that gets banished. It could go either way, depends what these last two votes do. So it's then Corinne's turn to vote, 
And she throws this total curveball. She votes for Annabelle. Yeah. <laughs> which then means it's it's down to one deciding vote, and it's Guyton. So basically, he has well, if Guyton picks Corinne or Sarah, they're gone. Mm-hmm. If he picks someone else, they have to do this tie-break situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really clever. Like They do such a great job of choosing the voting order because so they so they know it's going to end with this exciting moment where Guyton's got the deciding vote. So it's brilliant, like manipulation of how they reveal the votes. Yeah. Um. So Guyton reveals his slate. I want one of those slates, by the way. Like I've got my traitor's cloak. Thanks, Lindsay. Yeah. And <laughs> I need a slate with a little white pen now, and I will only communicate via that from now on. Christmas is round the corner. At work, I'll just be writing stuff on a slate and holding it up to people <laughs> on Zoom meetings. Yeah, <laughs> a red cloak with gold yeah. trimmings now, and a mask. Yeah, and a and a big mansion. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Guyton votes Corinne, and I'm just like, why? Like this, it's complete mob mentality that like she was just a nice, quiet lady. It's also very much like. I don't know if you remember... All right, I'm going to do another spoiler, right? If you've not seen the UK Traitors and you really don't want the first episode to be spoiled, skip ahead 30 seconds. Do you remember the very first person who was voted out of UK Traitors? Uh, no. It was a woman called Nikki. She oh, had blonde curly yeah. hair and she was, a, she was also an amputee. Yeah. And she also cool. just was like, nice lady... Mm-hmm fairly quiet, and everyone just turned on her. Like, yeah. almost every single person voted for her for, like, no reason. Well, they, um, they done it from, like, the task, because when she was doing the task, she was being quite bossy. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, yeah. That, yeah, they thought she was bossy. And and also, because she has one fucking hand, she didn't pick up a glass when they all said cheers. And they, yeah. were like, they were like, you didn't pick up a glass and say cheers. Like, it was awful. Anyway. Uh, so, Corinne... Yeah. Corinne stands up and she reveals, she says, I'm sorry, I'm a faithful. And they all look totally gutted because they messed it up. Devastated. Yeah. At least they they all then gave her a clap and they waved as she left. So that was quite nice. Um, and Sam does a kind of bit of a fake, like, as if he's about to cry or something. Yeah. So I was like, calm down, Sam. Yeah. Um, rain it in. And Roger tells them there's going to be another murder tonight. And that this time... Well, this, there's this really weird thing because he says, and this time there's no shield, so nobody's protected. And it's only when Roger said this that I was like, oh, I had totally forgotten about the shield last night. So, like, after, did you notice that? After they won it in the armory, uh-huh. after, like, Simone gets her shield, they just never mention it again. So the tra- when the traitors were talking about their murder and they, they chose Angelica... They didn't even talk about the shield. So that's what I'm saying earlier when I was like, oh, it just makes the shield a bit pointless. Like, they that's just don't even end up talking about it. Halfway through and not at the start. Okay. <laughs> so we end the episode in Traitor's Tower. They, they're they buzzing, they're on a high, they're shocked at their own performances. They're like, so like I think Ash says, am I a psychopath? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> and they've got their options for murder tonight. They are thinking about maybe Elias or Annabelle. They think actually now they should do the opposite of what they did with Angelica and that they should go for like a big obvious person Mm. and cause a bit of shock. And we don't really find out who they're going to pick. It's not quite so obvious this time. 
and episode one ends right there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold, hold, hold. <laughs> yes. So at the start of the episode, I said that the camera panned to somebody that I thought, who the hell is that? It was Sarah. Sarah is wearing a completely different, different glasses. She looks like a completely different person. Because she has the big, the bold glasses on throughout the whole episode. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously the next episode, she's got different glasses on. And I thought, to, it took me a few seconds and I was like, oh, that's Sarah. But I think to myself, who the hell is this? And why have we not seen her? Why is she getting screen time at the very end of the episode? Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, is that all? Yep. Okay. Um, so episode one's done. Lindsay, uh, what, I have not watched episode two yet. I don't think you have either. Nope. So that's, I'm, I think that's exciting. Like, I like not knowing what's coming next. What, who do you think they're going to, and I genuinely don't know the answer to this, do you mm-hmm. think they're going to murder Elias or Annabelle? Mm, probably Annabelle, maybe. I think there's mm. still more drama to come with Elias. Okay. And production's probably thinking we could totally get another sexy quotations shiver <laughs> Get some soap and bubbles. Yeah, I guess. I think maybe I... Why do you think the two of them? No, well, that's just who the traitors talked about. But sometimes that they don't like they just find a name in. Yeah, it could, it could be, be they could totally end up different. picking somebody totally different. Who do I you just, want I'm it a... to be? I I'm hoping Elias because I think Annabelle's fun to watch. Oh yeah, I like Annabelle. And Elias is giving me like quite nervous energy that I can't deal with. I know, right? So I think he it's might be, be it's a bit too fragile. <laughs> And like his mouth, like kind of as if though he's eating something sour. And he's like <laughs> proper fuming, like. Mm. Wow. Jeez, yeah. It's now who's the judgy one? Toss. So, um, I think I'm going to guess that they're going to murder Elias, and I honestly don't know. I'm um, that as a genuine honest guess. But you think they're going to murder Annabelle? Yeah, I don't want it to be Annabelle though, because I do mm. like her. I think we've got more. More story come from her. Okay. Would you have picked someone else then, if it wasn't one of those two? Um. I know we don't know all the cast that well yet. Maybe Gloria, because Gloria can um, like. I was going to say Gloria. Has like, well, from a viewer's perspective, she's got no screen time. We don't know anything about her. Yeah. Like. Or. Maybe. Paul. Shark attack survivor because he's quite seems quite likable and he was doing really well on the missions. They might be like, haha, get rid of the nice guy. Mm, maybe. Or so, or someone else quiet like Liam because we've not really heard much from him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so overall, um, did you enjoy the episode? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm to have to wait for the next one though. Although I think the next one might be out. It so, is. Showing uh, last night or something. Yep, uh, or uh, Monday night Australia time. I my plan is to watch it right after this. Um, you said at the start that you had some favourite characters so far. Who do you like? Sam. Mhm. Uh, Lewis. Yeah. No, Lewis. Le- who's Lewis? Liam. Hold on. The survivor guy. 
Oh, Paul. Oh, oh, look, look. Look. Ah, knew there was an L in there somewhere. I like those two. I think those two are going to be quite interesting. Mm -hmm. um, there's nobody that I'm really kind of like set on, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like for like the last season, I liked Roger right from the start. I was like really happy that he got so far. Roger. Nigel? Nigel. My God, what's going on here? <laughs> this is because we're 10 o'clock at night. I know. And I am sleepy. I am enjoying Annabelle and Roja's comedy lines. Mm. Uh, you too I much think... lip gloss. <laughs> the distraction from his face is just like a shiny look. <laughs> maybe it's completely natural. Or maybe it's Maybelline. Definitely not. Uh, I also <laughs> like I like Guyton, the actor. He seems like quite nice, quite calm. Got like a sense mm. of humour. Like he made his little joke in the in the management room. Yeah. Uh, although I do think it's weird that that he and Roger worked together before, so that kind of just feels like a weird conflict. Yeah, I, I thought that was your lie. No, no, that's totally a true. A couple, a couple of options that could be. I mean, it still lie. could be my lie. I could just be like maintaining it's the truth and yeah. it is a lie. Don't worry, I've got another three options for a lie, so we're good to go. Okay. <laughs> so, we, we liked the first episode. Yes. We've got some faves. Yes. I'm gonna, It's only episode one, but I'm going to ask you like a difficult question already. Mm -hmm. If you could place a bet now, mm -hmm. do you think any of the existing traitors are going to end up winning this season? No. Why not? I think that Ash is too sure of herself. Mm -hmm. I think that Sam is like a lovable puppy and will probably trip up somewhere or... But then we don't know. We don't know these people. Mm -hmm. And then Blake... I don't know. He might, he might go... He might, I think he'll go quite far. Like he's quite a lovable character. Mm-hmm. He's like your average Joe that you would like quite enjoy going to the pub with and you'd have good mm -hmm. stimulating conversation <laughs> or, you know, something like that. So, I don't know. I've got the exact same theory as you. Mm -hmm. I think Ash and Sam might get themselves Caught banished up. because they're quite, they're maybe a bit too confident and they might yeah. draw attention at some point. And I think, yeah, I would, I think Blake seems quiet and he would just go observant yeah and he'll probably just sort of sail to the know, end sail on mm. not cause too much hassle so maybe he'll just sort of quietly go ahead like alex did in season one or nigel did really yeah. got really far that's what i'm thinking yeah. that's my but i don't know if they'll win who knows i'm so excited i can't wait now Lindsay, we're almost at the end uh before we reveal whether we what we lie to each other about in our game uh, where can people find you online um i have a lovely instagram account uh, and i am at chisarella which i'm pretty sure you'll tag mm -hmm. i've got pictures of my doggies and pictures of nights views when we go for walks up scotland and the scenery so yeah yeah that's instagram Mm-hmm. On the gram. Yeah. Now, Lindsay, we've been playing our game, The Trader Traitor. Ooh. Ah. 
did you tell me a lie this episode? No. Are <laughs> <laughs> you actually joking me? No. You for even though I stopped the podcast in the middle and say, Lindsay, remember we need to lie to each other. Oh, there was going to you... be something that I was gonna I was gonna talk about and then like add a little lie in, but you went over it and I just I then I just panicked and just no. Was it about the task? Yeah. Silver. Okay. I thought your lie was that Sarah changed glasses and then you didn't recognise her. No, that's true. She's got golden glasses <laughs> on. I'm like, who the hell is that? No, like the, the, in the task, like when the horses got set on fire and they were like rolling downhill, somebody show, shouted, they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom, which is obviously from Braveheart and it's like a Scottish thing. I was going to talk about that and then just add something in. But you moved so swiftly onto something else that you flung me off, and then I'm sorry. That's are you saying it's my fault that you didn't play the game properly? Absolutely, okay. every time, <laughs> every time. Well, I played the game, and I told you a lie. So, what's your guess? What do you think I lied to you about? I've got a few. Um, that's not how the game works. I'm no. afraid you can't just keep guessing stuff until you're right. Got you get right. Do you know what? I'll give you two guesses. All right. What's okay, your first so... guess? I did have the Roger and the underbelly thing, and you've cleared that up, so that's fine. I did think that Paul was potentially a lie, but now, now it's the shark survivor, so he he, he actually does exist. Um, so I'm going to go with the music intro at the start. Is the same as the British one? Uh, no, that's not a lie. That is true. They use, they use uh, the same music that Sam Watts wrote for the UK version. Okay. So they've got some UK music. That is true. My second one is the Harry Potter noises for the armory. No, that that was just that's not a lie. That was just my opinion that it sounded like Harry Potter. And I wrote, oh, this sounds like the Harry Potter music. I wonder if Lindsay will think that. No. That was all. You're gonna be really annoyed when I tell you what Malai is. I'm really annoyed anyway, because I keep losing it though. <laughs> Malai was I said that this was the sixtieth episode of the podcast. I said that I said that at the start, and you, no, no, I get that then because I said that at the start. Yeah, but then I was like, no, I'm not lying, and you were like, okay. So I convinced no, you that I was telling the truth. No, that doesn't count. No, that no, no. The aim of the game is to catch each other lying. I caught you out lying. Don't no. backtrack. I, I want. The aim of the game is at the end of the episode. No, 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 to to claim what you think lying is. I caught you out in a lie at that time. Just stop, okay? I won. Yeah, and then I said, no, that's not a lie. That's true. And then and you went, all right, okay. Well, then you lied about a lie. Then, then that cancels it, it out, and I still won. If you really believed that was a lie, you would have been like, no, I still don't believe you're lying. No, I wouldn't. And at the end of the episode, you would be like, oh, I still don't believe you. No, I wouldn't. But you were like, oh, I believe you. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Because I was sitting there going 60 episodes and I was like trying to tally up the maths in my head. No, I, I won. Well, I'm such a good liar that I convinced you that actually you were wrong. So I've succeeded. You told a lie about a lie. So that cancels it out and I won. No. Although it wasn't the 60th episode, actually, this is definitely true. It's the 50th episode, which is really cool. So there's been 50 episodes. So, don't does that make you anymore. feel better? No. That you're on the 50th episode? No, don't even care anymore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Anyway, Lindsay. How could you do me like Even that? though we finished on a sour, horrible note, um, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, it's always good fun having you on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Even though you're going to uh, take lots of stuff out. 
I'm going to have to edit so much out <laughs> when you start talking about the weirdest stuff ever. Um, and when I then just start laughing for five minutes at you. Maybe but people, thank you maybe so people much. will enjoy the weirdness, though. Maybe they do. Uh, will you come back? Of course, of course. Yay! Yay. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Hello, faithful Tradar listeners. What a way to start this season of the podcast. Chaotically, with my best friend. And I had to edit out quite a lot of the madness. But we had fun discussing the show, and I hope you enjoyed our chat. If you have any thoughts or want to start some beef, get in touch online. You can reach me on Instagram at the Tradar Podcast or on X at the Tradar Pod, or you could email me at the Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. You could also do me a huge favour by subscribing, following, or leaving a lovely review on whatever platform you're using to listen, particularly Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'll be back soon with another guest co-host to discuss episode two of season two of The Traitors Australia. Until then, stay faithful. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.